0: welcome back to another episode of the next level minds podcast for those of you who are tuning in for the first time this is a podcast dedicated to those who want to reach a next level in their business personal or career life every other week i'm blessed to sit down with a qualified guest entrepreneur, content creator, or mover and shaker in their industry and walk through their story of how they have gotten from point A to point B and overcame various adversities along the way. Now, before we get started today, I just wanted to reiterate my main goal, which is to impact over 1 million People by helping them reach a next level. So if you haven't done this already, take the time to subscribe on Apple Podcast and share this episode with a family member, friend, or colleague who you think will get some value from it. Now, more importantly, on to today's guest, which is Chad Ross. He's the CEO and founder of Dorsal Bracelets, which is an ocean-inspired accessory brand where for every purchase that is made, they remove one pound of trash from the ocean also they prevent one pound of plastic from being released into the ocean and they also help plant coral reef fragments by every purchase that is made of their bracelets so this is a really cool story very inspiring company and brand we really walk through chad's story of how he started his company lessons that he's learned along the way, and really how to get your idea from the idea phase to the overall execution phase. Just want to thank each and every one of you for taking the time to tune in to this week's episode of Next Level Minds. And as we like to say here, your mindset is your greatest weapon for the battle of success. Hey Chad, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the Next Level in Minds podcast. I'm super pumped to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having
1: me. Love the podcast.
0: Yeah, for sure. How's uh, how's everything in Charleston going? You know, with COVID and all that.
1: It's good. It's good. You know, I think everyone's on lockdown, so working out outside and um, doing work inside, but trying to trying to stay in and do our part.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think uh, one thing that's opened my eyes with this is starting to do cardio now that the gym is closed. So
1: yeah, yeah, I'm a big Orange Theory person, so I've been doing a lot of running outside because there's not much else to do. But I, I totally feel you on that one.
0: Yeah, for sure. Is uh, I know Charleston traffic is probably just as bad as Charlotte. Is it? Is it pretty bare right now on the roads? Or
1: yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still going to the office like twice a week just to check on returns and mail and everything. But when I go, there's no traffic at all. <sighs>
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I feel like people are going to get used to this whole new traffic routine. And when it picks back up, they're going to be like, no, <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm going to miss the no traffic for sure. So, you know, you're the CEO and founder of dorsal bracelets, which, you know, obviously has grown like crazy very recently. Uh, would you just mind kind of highlighting to the listeners, you know, what dorsal bracelets is?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Dorsal is a ocean inspired accessory brand. Um, We have a lot of bracelet options right now, over 100 different styles, um, more coming this summer um, and some necklaces too. But for every purchase, we remove a pound of trash. Um, We actually just expanded our mission. So we remove a pound of trash from the ocean with a partner called Ocean Blue Project in America. And then we also work with Plastic Bank to prevent a pound of plastic um, from entering the ocean around the world in um, Haiti and the Philippines and Brazil. So super cool. And then we also work with a organization called Coral Live um, to plant fragments of coral back into the ocean and help with the the reef issues going on. Um, but yeah, that's that's dorsal.
0: Man, for sure, I love how your product is just so innovative. You know, it's just an amazing bracelet, but at the same time, you guys are just doing so much work helping out the environment. I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you. That that actually kind of comes from um, a class I had in college, where the the class was to build a business that makes a profit while also making a difference. Um, and it was the idea that if you actually are making a difference while making a profit, you will be a more successful company anyway um, than if you're not helping. So, it, you know, I I love the beach and. Um, we, we always wanted to give back even in past businesses, we've, we've done stuff with the beach. So it's, it's great to be able to, um, create a company that I'm super passionate about and absolutely love, but then also have a tremendous impact on the environment,
0: um, around us. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So, you know, really just tell us your story. I know, you know, you, you founded this company and before that, I know you also founded a company when you were at College of Charleston called Chuck Waters. And you also were involved with a company called Impact Sense. All that said, being a biology major in college, which the route you're on is a little bit different path. So, would you mind just kind of giving your background?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll, I'll back up to high school a little bit. So, um, in high school, I, you know, I for as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a dentist. Um, and anyone will tell you that. But um, wanted to be a dentist in high school. Uh, went to college at College of Charleston and was a biology major there so that I could try and become a dentist. Um, And I was an entrepreneur minor. And the reason for that was because I wanted to open my own practice one day. Um, Little did I know that that would turn into me trying to do some side projects and then diving into the business world. But um, I'll never forget one of the first entrepreneur classes I had. One of the professors said, um, you, there's never a better time to try something than college because you have no responsibilities and you really have nothing to lose. Um, so after I heard that that night, I started working on my first business, which was Chuck waters. Um, like you said earlier, and that was just a a beach inspired clothing brand. Um, just some, some popular t-shirts with some, you know, palm trees and waves and, um, like the hang tin hand sign, those, those types of things, some hats. Um and you know that that never really was to the idea behind that was never to be like a huge business. It was always more for fun. Um I did it with my college roommate and and that was just like the goal of it. And it was a little side thing to take away from the everyday of biology in school and studying science day in and day out. Um but but as college was coming to an end, I, I kind of realized that wasn't that wasn't gonna pay my bills, that wasn't super profitable. Um, and so that kind of ended and I actually sold it to a guy in North Carolina. Um, we we didn't make a ton of money or anything, but it was a, it was a cool idea to be able to like start a business, see people wearing the stuff that you're creating and then sell it. So it was a, it was a full process and that's kind of where I learned how to, you know, start a website, how to market on Instagram and Facebook and, um, the designs and, you know, everything. Um, so that's, that's kind of where everything got started. But then. Um again in another class in college, um, you had to start a business that made a profit while making a difference, like we were talking about earlier. And that's where the idea for impact sense came from. Um and so most of the businesses that come out of there are tech businesses. Um a lot of them are apps, but so that was our idea. We we kind of wanted to have a spin on Acorns, which is that investment app. And it was um the same idea of like you round up every dollar you spend. And instead of it just going to companies like Apple and the big names, it was going to go into socially responsible funds. Um, So, yeah, so I was a, it was my second semester of senior year, um, did that and then ended up graduating and deciding I didn't want to go into dental school. And we applied for an incubator actually in Charlotte um, called Queen City FinTech. And out of 500 people that applied, we actually got in. And so I moved to Charlotte um. right after school. And we we continued working on that. And, you know, that's when I really learned that I, I didn't know what I was doing. You know, like, I didn't know anything about finance. Um, I didn't have a finance degree or anything like that. I had no coding ability, you know, so I, I kind of lost the passion for that pretty quickly. But, you know, I, I think that's great. I think it's awesome to if you're going to fail, you might as well fail fast, right? Like, if I was still working on that today and then decide, you know, tomorrow that was done, I would have wasted a few years. So, um, pretty quickly after graduating and going and doing that after the incubator was over, I decided to leave that. Um, I think it's, I think it's still around and pumping out a little bit, but, um, also during that time I started dorsal. So it was, you know, all of these kind of layered into each other. And I was really just like grinding and trying to figure out what I wanted to do, trying to figure out what would work, what would pay the bills, what I would be passionate about. Um, and that that's kind of where Dorsal started. So while I was doing the incubator during the day in Charlotte, I was working on Dorsal at night. Um, and then when I ended up leaving Impact Sense is when I really was like, okay, time to focus on Dorsal and um, either either make this work or go get a job. Um, and so when I, I moved back to Charleston right after the incubator ended in um, November of twenty. 20- that was 2018, and then in 2019 I, I started working for a digital ad agency um, to you know pay the bills because selling bracelets just wasn't working quite yet. Um, and then uh, summer of last year, 2019, that's when I was finally able to leave the leave the corporate world of working at the ad agency and go out on my own. And um, dorsal was able to fund my life pretty much so and since then i i haven't had another job and i i give dorsal absolutely everything um it's not really a nine to five it's kind of like a like a 5 a.m to you know 5 a.m it never really ends but um yeah so that's that's kind of how i got here it's, a, it's been a weird ride you know i didn't think i would um be a professional bracelet seller is what we like to say but yeah that's kind of how i got here
0: Yeah, for sure. That sounds like an incredible journey, obviously, going through kind of, you know, two or three separate industries um, and even getting involved in the uh, Queen City FinTech program. Um, Yeah. I've heard some fantastic things about that program. Um, Yeah. So that's really cool that you were involved there. Um, Would you say that, question wise, would you say that there's different steps you should take for starting a business if your goal is just to have it as a, you know, side fund business? versus, hey, I want to start a business and take this 100% full-time as soon as possible? Do you think there's different steps for each scenario?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of hard because um, I, I did want Chuck Waters to be that big business and I did want Impact Sense to be that big business at one point. And it's, it's a hard balance between like, oh, this is my hobby, my side gig, and this is what I'm trying to actually make um, as my life career. You know, so it's a difficult balance for sure. And I, I think you'll realize when you're, when you're working on the quote unquote side gig, um, if you're super passionate about it, it's easy to kind of merge the two together. Like I want this to become big, but it is my side gig and I love doing it. Um, it's, it, it, you'll kind of figure it out after you do a few different things, you know, it's, it definitely does kind of the two paths merge together.
0: I think when, when the time is right. Yeah, for sure that that makes a lot of sense. Would you say that with with starting a business? I mean, let's say that somebody's in college right now, or they just graduated. They have they have an idea. I mean, what's like some just initial steps that they could take? You know, today, this week, this month, to really just get started on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, what I always like to say is, you know, you will never know if it's going to work unless you start. And I talk to so many people who have ideas, and I never see them go anywhere. They never any money behind it they never promoted on their personal social media accounts and it's just like if you really really believe in what you're going to do you you don't care if people are going to make fun of you and you want it out there you know like make something that you're proud of um for me specifically in the e-commerce space when you're trying to sell something it doesn't have to be perfect from day one and i think um i i heard a quote recently that if you um it was something like if you still have your first edition of a product and you're not embarrassed by it, you started too late. And you know, Mm. all it means is like, if you started and you absolutely love your first product, it's like, why didn't you start earlier with a prototype or just try and sell it to your friends or family or anyone around you. And I really believe in that. I know like for our first bracelet, it was a um, triple wrap bracelet. So um, if you can, for the listeners visually um, see these bracelets. It's like, imagine a shark and a rope wraps around your wrist two times and then hooks onto the fin of the shark. And that's kind of how all of the the bracelets fasten on. But originally, you know, the shark was a lot bigger. Um, it, it wrapped around your wrist three times and the rope w- didn't stay together that well. And it was just, it was terrible, you know, and we've evolved into a better quality and we've, we taken um, the three wraps and we turned it into two wraps and It's just, you know, you're, you always got to evolve and you always have to just get started. Um, no one's perfect at anything and it always just keeps evolving. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, you can do a lot of research. Um, YouTube is an incredible platform. There are so many people willing to teach you stuff. There are also so many people trying to sell you a course and I really don't think you need to buy a course. Um, I, I never did. Um, so, but yeah, if you're, if you're trying to get into e-commerce, I would look into Shopify. That's where you can build a website and sell your stuff. Um, I would start playing around with Facebook and Instagram ads. And yeah, I would, you, you know, if you're handmaking stuff, um, that's great. If you're looking for manufacturers, you know, Google is a, a wondrous place. You can find manufacturers for anything. So yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of my advice. Just get started.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I think the, you know, quote I heard too, which you've probably heard the same, it's like, you know, the secret to getting going is getting started. Right. So I think (laughs) that's interesting. You mentioned about research too, because I I find so many people that they'll tell me their idea, like, Oh, I heard so-and-so on your podcast. This is my idea. I'm going to research the market for a little bit. And then eight months later, I'm like, you know, how's your insert product idea here? And they're like, Oh, you know, I'm still researching. It's like, I think you like, do you think you should have a timeline of like, I'm going to research for a little bit and then I'm going to go in two months.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it depends. You know, again, with e-commerce, it's a little. I don't necessarily think you need a ton of research. You know, it's like, put your product out there, see if people want to buy it, and adapt to it. If no one's buying it, there's probably an issue with your product. You know, um, now in the app space, like Impact Sense was, I do think there's a ton of research that goes into because you have to look at the billion other apps, and you have to figure out like what is your differentiator, you know, and that's how you can stand apart. So yes, there's a lot more research, but, um, in the, in the e-commerce world, it's kind of like some stuff works and some stuff doesn't. So you really won't know. And you, you know, you can research all you want, but until you are trying to sell something to someone, um, you're not going to know unless they're willing to give you their money for it.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. So what would you say is like the biggest struggle from taking it, from idea to execution phase, because I feel like that gray area in the middle is like the most important, right? Right there.
1: Totally, totally. So, you know, I think one of the hardest parts is finding the right manufacturer and figuring out how you're going to be able to afford stuff. Um, it seems like every company today takes on investment funding, um, and so getting the money is pretty hard and stuff like that. But if you you know, if you're looking around and you do think about like what are prototypes and how can I do this as cheap as possible, there there really are ways to to kind of navigate all that. But yeah, it definitely is the hardest edge of everything is from idea to product to trying to sell it. Um, so I, I really think it, it kind of comes down to finding your manufacturer, or if you're making it yourself. Like I know someone who makes candles and sells them, so they didn't really need a manufacturer, but. Yeah, it's, that's that's definitely the hardest part is trying to figure out the idea. But you know, the other thing is like, I listen to a ton of podcasts, just like this one, and um, people are so willing to help you. Um, I'm willing to help people. I know you're willing to help people. That's why you're even creating this. But reach out to people on LinkedIn. You know, everyone knows someone who can help you in some way. And i I really do think that you can find someone to help you in in whatever you're trying to do, grow your idea into a reality,
0: yeah, for sure. That's a good point. I know for for on my end with uh, my two founders that that were doing the uh, travel app with, when my first business partner and I f- first saw the idea, like we had this massive, just huge app idea. And I ended yeah. up uh, seeing this girl I know who works in the tech space, told her about it. She's like, you need to hop on a call with this person. I'll set you up on LinkedIn. And then he took our idea from, you know, times 1000 and helped yeah. us shrink it down to times 10, which was much yeah. more feasible. But I think that goes back to it's like, literally I saw her on the sidewalk, connected with LinkedIn and then boom, yeah. changed the whole course of it, right? Totally, totally. You know, I mean, it's
1: it's incredible who people know, you know, and you're always like, just one person away from an incredible connection. Um, and I I definitely made a lot of those connections through college, but it's just as easy to reach out to people on LinkedIn. I've met a ton of other um, business owners and e-commerce business owners through LinkedIn specifically. And we, we may not have met in person, but we're great friends because of it, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. How, how important in regards to like the whole networking space and connecting with people, how important do you think it is with starting a business to have a mentor versus not having a mentor?
1: Yeah, that, that's a difficult one because yeah. I I don't view myself as someone who really had a mentor, especially in e-commerce. Like in Charleston, the, the e-commerce scene is pretty small. Um, so it was it was always hard to try and figure out like what to do or like if there was anyone I could reach out to. But I totally think a mentor could be beneficial. I, I know I've helped um, some, some other businesses from College of Charleston, like students that are still going there. And, um, you, you know, it's like, both ways work. You know, I didn't have a mentor necessarily, but I know people that do have mentors and they, they attribute their success to their mentor. So I really do think like making connections and stuff can be wildly beneficial, but you know, if people aren't around you or you're, you're in the middle of a a tiny town, like you can also make it happen.
0: Yeah, I agree. Are are you, uh, are you more into the kind of LinkedIn connection or Instagram connection space or more of like the in-person or kind of like a mix of both?
1: Yeah. So I love in-person. I think in-person is just absolutely incredible. Um, I, I try and do everything in person if possible. Um, I, I'm a very social person and like to just see that, that in-face in-person interaction. But, um, I've had so many people reach out to me on Instagram DMs, you know, and Mm. like, LinkedIn is great. Um, you, you get a bunch of spam too from LinkedIn, so it's kind of give and take there. But I think you can really reach out to anyone in any way. Instagram DMs are crazy. You would be surprised at how many people will respond to you. Um, and just because someone has a lot of followers doesn't doesn't mean anything. You know, they they are still a person too. Now, the more followers, obviously, a little bit more difficult to get in touch with people, but. People are always willing to help. So I would I would just, you know, shoot your shot.
0: Yeah, shoot your shot. Really I think so too. I try to tell people that same thing. It's like, how did you meet this person? I'm like, I just tried to reach out and yeah. it worked. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like going back to what you said about being open to help out, like, you know, I know I, I've even helped people out to start their own podcast, but I'll still be willing to help out once I get the subscribers I want. Once I get even when it grows to the level I want it, I mean, I'm still going to help out someone starting it. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I I absolutely love that. Like, you know, every, every day for me looks
1: different, but, after a while, just like being into the nitty gritty with Endorsal, it's so refreshing to like work with someone who has an idea and they're in that startup phase. Because you know, once you get past it, you have a new problem. The problems never end, so it's just refreshing sometimes to help other people. And I, I can totally see that as a long term play for me, as like um, some public speaking and stuff like that, mm. which is which is wild because I actually hate public speaking, but. I, I absolutely love helping other e-commerce people, and um, I, w- I would love to do that on like a massive scale one day.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it really goes go- goes back to like helping people out, right? Whether it's totally he- helping with your stuff with Dorsal, you know, helping clean the ocean, or just helping people in general start their company. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: What uh, obviously you know you've you've been involved in founding technically three companies with your experience. <laughs> um, kind of companies all across the board. I mean, what are some like just failures or learning lessons you've had with that?
1: Yeah. So, you know, the biggest failure with Chuck waters was fashion. Fashion is probably the most difficult, I guess I'm slightly in the fashion space still, but I think it's a little easier to pitch an accessory rather than, um, apparel because there are just so many apparel brands, you know, everyone and their mom has a t-shirt company. So I think that was the hardest part with the Chuck waters aspect was, Kind of realizing that it's really hard to get started in fashion, um, and then with um, Impact Sense, the the biggest realization was I don't know anything about finance and I didn't know anything about building an app, so I wasn't super helpful. You know, I could I could kind of conduct where we needed to go or who we needed to talk to, but I wasn't super helpful, um, and and that was a huge failure, and that that weighed heavily on me, you know, because I worked on that all through school, and then when I went to the incubator, I I Realized that, you know, we had taken a space that someone else could have fit in for another business. And that was a huge failure, you know, personally, just like realizing that we might have taken someone else's space. But, um, yeah, I mean, like we, we face failures every day with Dorsal, like maybe uh, I'm trying to think of a recent one, but like, we'll come up with these campaign ideas and like try and push it. And we're like, Oh, this is going to be as big as black Friday, you know? And then it's a total dud, like, or we'll come out with a new bracelet and everyone would be like, Oh, I wish like you didn't come out with this one. Or I remember when we switched the the stingray bracelet we have from our old design to our new design, everyone hated it. Like it was just a, it was a flop. It, it had less details, mm. but the reason we changed it was it would stay on better and hook on better. But it, you know, it's like, you, you think this kind of goes back to like, just, just try it. And then you'll, you'll figure out if it's going to work or not. Like we thought, um, that the Stingray bracelet was a pain to people because it would get caught on your shirt or it would come loose and it wouldn't stay on. And so we, we evolved that bracelet and then people hated the design, you know? And so we had put all that hard work into it and put the thousands of dollars of inventory and then people didn't really like it. So, um, yeah, I mean, we will always face failures, but if you don't, if you don't have them, like, you know, you're never going to grow and you're never going to push yourself to remember that in the future. So we'll, we'll keep, all of these failures in mind as we keep growing.
0: Yeah, definitely. It seems like right now, at least you're, you're pretty open-minded with the failures. Like, did you always have that when you first started out or was that kind of just evolved?
1: Yeah, I think, it, I think it's evolved for sure. You know, when you're, when you're first starting, every failure just feels way more personal, you know, and, and you just take it so much harder. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's totally evolved. However, I do think like I've always grown from them. Mm. Um, and I've just learned to like, not take them so personally every single time, but yeah, it's, it's definitely evolved <laughs> over time.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So you mentioned earlier when you were just kind of introducing, uh, Dorsal that, that you partner with, uh, ocean blue project, ocean bank, uh, coral live, like how did you find those partners? Cause I know that's obviously not the easiest thing to do.
1: Yeah, totally. So that was just a lot of research. You know, we were, um, looking around at what other companies were doing and how they were doing it. And then, Just turning to Google, but we we talked to I think four um, trash pickup company type type things. You know the ocean cleanup people, and um, we ultimately decided that we just like fit best with Ocean Blue Project and Plastic Bank. That was just Mm -hmm. the best fit for for Dorsal and for them. They had the the right amount of content. They were doing the right things. They had the right amount of validation to prove what they were doing. You know, because in the give back world everyone is so skeptical um, if you if you ever see one of our ads on Facebook look at the comments and you'll see how much hate we get it's absolutely insane um, the the people who say it's fake or that we're a scam or anything so um, that's why that was kind of one of the reasons we're trying to expand our mission is we really want to show all of the transparency you know mm-hmm. um, if you look at our mission page now it shows like how much is donated and what what that has done for the environment and you know, we're, we're super proud of what we've done and where we've come from. But
0: yeah. Why, why is there like that discrepancy? Is is there companies out there that say they, they donate and they just don't or?
1: Totally. You know, like hmm. I think if you, okay. So if you kind of look at e-commerce specifically over the past few decades, right? Like when it first started, no one was really, the idea of like giving back wasn't really a thing. And then you look at the the last decade and every business started donating of profits. Well, if you aren't profitable, you're not donating anything. You know what I mean? So, so I think people got a bad taste in their mouth. Um, and, and then we've heard recently of how like some charities are, are even fake, you know, like, um, there's a few where 96 cents of every dollar is actually used towards marketing to raise more money. And it's like, how is that possible? Like, I totally get that there's marketing involved, but is it is it really ninety six percent of your budget? Um, and I think over time people just get tired of it, and that's that's kind of why we're on the next step where we're mm-hmm. showing the level of impact. Why um, each purchase removes one pound of trash and plastic, rather than each purchase donates ten percent, you know. And we do we do have on our website that fifteen percent of net profits are donated to make this happen, but we're we're showing that actual impact that the customer is having rather than just oh this percent donates and all that and i i think over time that is what is why we're all just a little skeptical of the give back and everything um and then and then the other aspect is social media has kind of turned all of us to um you know it seems like the average person has more of a negative mindset like we're we're jealous of what we see of other people even though we know it's fake um deep down like you know, the amount of people that will, it's, it's insane. Like social media is just so fake. And like, you can't, you can't trust anything. And I think that's another aspect of it is we're a company that gives back and we're heavy on social media. And when you combine the two, it, it does raise questions and we try and answer those as as much as possible, but we, we just received so much hate for it.
0: Yeah. It's, it seems like obviously though, you're super passionate and pumped about like, Hey, we're really involved here. We're on social media, but look, we're trying to change up the game here. Like I promise you, you know, so. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely love what I do and I, I'm so proud of, um, how, how far it's grown in just under two years, you know, our, our two year anniversary will be in July. Um, but yeah, I I love it. And when people comment those negative things, it, it's hard not to take it personally, you know? Mm-hmm. And so replying to those has to be like um, just a, a few a day because if you if you read into it too much, you you think everyone hates you for your business when people really are just they're they're scrolling on their phone, they're commenting, and then they're moving on and they don't really care about it. So it's it's important to keep those things in mind.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. So with uh, with Impact Sense, Chuck Waters, uh, and Dorsal, like, were, did all those have co founders involved?
1: Yeah. So um, I I was like technically the the founder of Chuck Waters, but then I college roommate at the time was like helping me, and he was the um, I think he was the COO or whatever. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know titles or anything. And then um, he actually originally helped me with um, Dorsal, Um, I'm talking about Dylan Graham and he was, he was a co-founder of Dorsal and then he, um, went to nursing school and then it, it kind of came down to, he didn't really have time to do, to do both. You know, it, it, (laughs) I can't imagine how hard it is to be in nursing school and try and run a business. So, um, he, he ultimately just decided to step away and it it was no hard feelings at all. It wasn't a, a rough breakup like you hear and no one was kicked out or anything like that. Um, and, and so I'm like the only founder left, but then with impact sense, it was a group of four of us, um, in the class. And then we, we dwindled down to to three and then we, um, when I left and then my roommate at the time left. And so now it's just one, but yeah, each time I actually did have a co-founder. Um, and I think it's, I think it's kind of important, you know, like it's, it's a difficult process getting into business by yourself. It's so lonely. I'm sure everyone listening has heard that from a million people. Like business is lonely, um, especially when you're doing something that people don't necessarily believe in in the beginning. Um, and so I think it's a it's a really good balance. However, it's super hard to find a co-founder that um, can have equal amounts of passion too. So it it's really it's a really hard balance um, to do both things.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's a good point you made of just making sure you have at least somebody to help you along because it is a yeah. long road. Um, what what advice would you have out there for for those people who are like looking for a co-founder? Kind of like criteria, like what, what advice out there to find a co-founder?
1: Yeah, you know, so every time I had a co-founder, I was with a friend. Um, and and with Dorsal and Chuck Waters, it was my my college roommate. So it kind of just naturally fell together. And mm-hmm. we were super lucky that we worked really well together and there were never any fights or anything. And especially with Chuck Waters, it was, it was just for fun. But when you, when you are trying to take this to the next level and when money gets involved, it I can totally see how like friendships can be hurt and like people would never talk to people again and stuff like that. So I think if I had to like pick today, I would try and find a co-founder that I didn't know before. Mm. Um, someone business minded and where where our relationship was business focused rather than um, you know being friends coming together and trying to do business together I think that can be super super difficult I know um, there's a um, a canvas company and they print like motivational art called iconic um, and there's two co-founders there but they they only do business together and they don't hang out outside of business and they wow. do that specifically for um, their relationship. And I, I totally think that's beneficial.
0: Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. They just, so they just do business together and they're, that's yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: And I, I think they actually even like live in the same house together, but they um, own a podcast. I heard that they like don't go out to the bars together and they try to keep it like business focused so that they don't ruin their friendship outside of the, the business relationship. So, it, you know, that's a really hard balance. I know a ton of people that have tried to start stuff with their friends and then, you, you know, they kind of, they don't necessarily like break up from it, but mm-hmm. they, they lose touch or the vision kind of splits apart. And, you know, it's, it's totally really, really hard to try and make that work if you're really good friends. So I think my advice would be don't start a business with your best friend, um, but find someone that you could consider your best friend about the business.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. What um, you know, what advice would you have out there for like let's say there's some listeners that are that are maybe like, you know, driving to their job, walking to their job and they're just like, I don't want to be here. I want to start my own yeah. thing. Um and I know you're obviously kind of like on a on a pedestal right now for a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs because you're doing your your thing full time. Um so like what advice would you have out there um just to kind of again going back to like the getting starting question.
1: Sure, sure. So um you know where i am today with working at dorsal full time has it it seems kind of quick looking back now but it, it, this is like a 6 year process mm. of like i was in college studying biology and then at night when i was free i was working on a business rather than like going out all the time and like i still had fun in college but i i turned down so many so many like parties and this and that to like stay in and work on the business. And it has just always been evolving. And like what I've learned from Chuck Waters, I put into Dorsal. And so all of it has just been like sacrifices and grinding on the side and like late nights, early mornings, you know, like if you love it, you're willing to put in the time. So kind of feeding off of what we were saying earlier, just get started, you know, like it's not an easy path. And for anyone who like, wants to just put entrepreneur in their Instagram bio, like, that's not the point of all of this. If you're trying to get out of your, your day-to-day you know, 9 to 5, then as soon as you get off at 5, you need to go home and put in the 7 hours it's going mm-hmm. to take like, to you know, build your website, start marketing, learning Facebook ads, like building your product, scaling, like figuring out what your brand is, how's your brand voice. Um, So it it really is like putting in those, those hard hours and figuring it out while you can. And um, the the other piece of it is while you have a job, it's, it's really easy to use some of that money that you're getting from your job into your side gig. Um, But then when the, when the job goes away and your side gig becomes your main gig, it's a whole different world, you know, like if, if dorsal shuts down, like I'm now out of a job. So, Mm -hmm. um, people are reliant on me. You know, we, we, there's another guy, Alex is, um, the right hand man of dorsal. Like we, we do everything together. Um, he's in Charleston with me and then we have a, an ad agency in New York and, um, we pay them a good amount of money and we have a fulfillment center in Michigan and, Um, a customer service person. And there's so many people that rely on dorsal, you know, uh, for their paycheck. And, you know, that weighs on me too. So the stress never really goes away, but if you love it and you're willing to put in the hours and put in the work, you can make it happen for sure.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love like just kind of highlighting, you know, Hey, this has been a six year journey, long nights, early morning, skipped out on parties and stuff. Um, Yeah. Because I feel like on the outside looking in, people look at people who, who are full time at a young age and like, oh, you know, this guy here, like, it's like, no, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, totally. And,
1: you know, the other aspect
0: of all of it is
1: when I hate, like, especially if we're at a bar or something, people are like, what do you do? It's so hard in a, in a 15 second time frame while we're at a bar to describe like what I do and not sound like. Oh, I'm just like working on like selling bracelets, you know what I mean? Like it's, (laughs) it's so difficult. So, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely been a long journey getting here and I, I never want to like make it seem like this was a quick journey or anything like that. And we celebrate the little wins. We celebrate the big wins and we learn from all the failures and that's kind of kind of the path we've taken in the past and how we'll keep doing it.
0: Nice. I love that. I love the passion right there. Um, Yeah, ne- next time you're at the bar and someone asks, and they're like, oh, Dorsal will be like, yeah, I was on the Next Level Minds podcast, you didn't hear? Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally well, totally well. Uh, definitely. So, what? Uh, you know, what is your one word uh, that, that you would describe, just like your journey of the success that you've had so far?
1: Ooh, that's a hard one.
0: Um, um, you know,
1: within Dorsal, so I, I'll give you like two words. So, within Dorsal, the word we always focus on is simplify. Mm. Um, and kind of like what you were saying earlier with your app idea, like how it was so big and you had to like bring it down. Like we have seen so much more success when we simplify stuff. Um, we actually, last year we dropped 180 bracelets at once and, and it was just like crazy. And then, you know, you realize later on that it's hard to keep buying inventory For 180 styles of bracelets, so we're about to we we put a lot in the sell section, and we're we're simplifying. We're going down to 100, you know. We're going to launch some new ones this summer, but it it, every time we look at something and we're like, does this make sense? It's like a 12 year old needs to understand it, Mm. Um, and and we kind of look at everything we do that way. Like, could a 12 year old look at our Instagram and understand what we're doing? Could a 12 year old look at our Facebook ad? Um, within a three second time frame, and understand the basic idea of dorsal and what we're selling and what we're doing, you know? So simplify is like the one thing we focus. And then just for my journey specifically, I I mean, I guess I would just say like push, you know, like always keep going, like never stop. There's, there's no reason to stop because you will figure it out. It's only a matter of time. And it's really, it's really just, can you push or will you give up before you figured it out?
0: Nice. So simplify and push, right? Yeah. Yeah. Simple words right there. Simple words. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What? Um, so, so like, what's your overall goal right now with, with startups? Obviously, I know you're, you're pretty young in your process, um, just like a lot of the listeners. I mean, is your goal to like scale and move on to something else? or?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I've actually battled that for a while recently because for the longest time, my goal was to be full time at Dorsal. Um, and that was like the biggest goal for years and years and years. And, and now that I'm doing that, I've tried to figure out like, what is the next step? And like, do I want to grow it and sell the business or, and then start it again? Like, I actually really love the startup process from idea to creating the the brand and the website and the marketing and everything, but it's exhausting at the same time. Um, and so I, I, think my goal for Dorsal right now is just keep growing. Um, you know, we're, we're growing the team a little bit um, and, and growing new designs and, and it's just a cool evolving brand right now. Um, and then for me personally, I think like I I was saying how I, I want to get into helping more people on like a a larger scale at some point and not necessarily sure I know what that is, um, whether it's like public speaking or whatever, but yeah, I definitely can see myself doing something where I'm helping people while still having dorsal or if it was sold and then I focus on that. But yeah, that's kind of, kind of my plan is helping people and growing dorsal. It's kind of where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah. And it sounds like you're just going to kind of continue to keep evolving. Like you have done with a lot of your, your, you know, startups and stuff in the past too.
1: For sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily know where I'm going, but I'm, I'm happy where I'm at right now. So, and I think that's a, a big piece of it is just, you know, being content with the journey, um, and, and liking where you're at in life and not always looking for like, Oh, I just want to make more money or oh, I just want to buy this or oh I just wish I had this job. You know, kinda of, kinda of enjoying where I'm at and what's happening currently.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you so so I know you and I are both kind of into the similar like spaces with listening to the same podcast, reading some of the same yeah. books. Uh, do you have any like routines or kind of like rituals, whether it's like gratitude, perspective, just things that kind of like keep you grounded?
1: Yeah, so um, I've actually tried a lot of like the the early morning routines and like the the gratitude journal, and um, I, I do them for about a month and then they kind of fizzle out. So I'm not the best at at all of that. But I um, my one routine is like listening to a podcast almost every day. Mm. Um, I have you know on my Spotify, I have so many that I'm following, and I, there's always new ones being pushed out, and just always like soaking up knowledge. That's kind of more of my thing rather than like journaling and stuff like that. I just love learning new stuff. So like even during this quarantine, I was learning some Photoshop stuff and like illustrator stuff. And those are just like fun new skills that I can use in like Facebook ads or whatever. And that's kind of that's kind of my thing is absorbing content that is educational rather than just like mindless. So on YouTube or podcasts or audio audiobooks, those are like my favorite ways to do it
0: yeah for sure that's interesting you brought up the photoshop i just got done with a uh business analytics course like right before this podcast, okay so yeah 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 sweet sweet yeah qu- quarantine's such a good time to learn like a new skill or trade you know because i think once totally. all this passes it's like oh look at these new skills i've learned and, and yeah. way more marketable so
1: yeah 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 i um kind of feeding off of that my my girlfriend and i actually started a, a little side business in quarantine so Um, she, she's in physical therapy school and, um, you know, I, I sell bracelets for a living. So we're trying to find some commonality. So we, we started a little brand together and kind of see where that goes. But yeah, we exactly like quarantine is the best time. Like, um, even if you have a job, I I know so many people who have a job, but they're working less hours because you can knock out stuff that usually takes eight and two hours. So it's like, you might as well learn while you're locked inside and while everyone else is locked inside. And, um, so many people are just complaining about it, but everyone's going through it. So like, just, just start grinding. Like now's the time to start.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's like, you know, I'd much rather take a course than, than finish, you know, three shows on Netflix in this month. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah. And you know, people need the the relaxation and like watching a Netflix show here and there, but like, you you know, you should push yourself, like evolve into like, whether that's working out or like doing the gratitude journal for mental health or starting a business for like, you know, your financial health, like push yourself to like be better in some aspect, especially during quarantine.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, so with that actually brought up a point, like with the whole work life balance, uh, kind of perspective, like I know on my end, People are like, oh, do you ever have time to hang out with your girlfriend and do this, do that? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like I have a list on Saturday that I'm gonna get done by four, and then the rest of the evening is, you know, yeah. watching a movie, relaxing. So, like, h- how do you really like to kind of have that work-life balance?
1: Yeah, um,
0: it it it's definitely
1: a little a little give and take, you know. Yeah. Like if if it's a really really rough week at Dorsal um, for for whatever reason, um, I'll I'll like to take more of the weekend off. But then there's times where like things are going great and I'm filling it and I'm just like grinding and I'll, you know, get to the office at like, I usually get there between nine and nine 30 to avoid traffic and, and we'll stay until nine at night, you know, yeah. and it's just like fun to do stuff. So for me, it's more of like, how is everything else going? And I'm, I'm super fortunate to be able to have that flexibility of um, picking and choosing kind of, you know, when we go in and um, not going in and stuff like that. But, yeah, it totally is a give and take at at all times.
0: Nice. Yeah, I, I completely agree. The whole give and take is is so so true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um. Yeah. For sure. So where uh, where can people connect with you? You know, connect with dorsal. Obviously, you know, I kind of want you to take the floor here.
1: Sure. Yeah. So you can follow us on all social media at dorsal bracelets, plural bracelets. Um, and then you can follow me on Instagram at the Chad Ross R O S S. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're all over the place. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I think we even have a Pinterest. I don't know if we do much (laughs) with it, but you can find us anywhere. Um, and our website is dorsalbracelets.com. Um, or you could do a quick Google search to find us. Um, yeah. And, uh, we were talking about this a little earlier, Chris, how we have a a discount of 20% off for the next month. Um, If you, uh, what was the code we decided on?
0: Yeah, so it'll be next level, N-E-X-T-L-E-V-L. Yep, yep. So next level for the next month um, for 20% off. Perfect. Perfect. And then what, uh, you guys have any new like products coming out or product lines kind of coming out for yeah, summer? Or? Yeah.
1: So, um, we're, we're about to restock everything. I know, um, a lot of people are mad that we're out of a lot of stuff. Um, we got, we got some pushback on production due to all of the craziness going on right now, but we're about to restock. And then towards the end of May, we'll be releasing five new bracelets in 15 color options each and, and some necklaces. So some, a lot of good stuff coming out. We just released t-shirts um, and some new hats. So go check everything out.
0: Nice. Love it, man. Love it. Well, uh, yeah, thanks again for for taking the time, obviously, to be a guest on the Next Level Minds podcast. Really enjoyed having you on. Yeah,
1: thank you for having
0: me. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks again for taking the time to tune in to this week's episode of Next Level Minds. If you want to hop over to Dorsal's website and grab a bracelet, you can use code Next level at checkout for 20% off of your order until the end of June. And that's N-E-X-T-L-E-V-L for 20% off of your order today. Thank you all for taking the time to tune in to this week's episode. And as we like to say here, your mindset is your greatest weapon for the battle of success.